Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Welcome to the one-of-a-kind LinkedIn live show that will help you with your job search and advancing your career. We will bring in educated career experts who will share their insights and give you inside tips on how to be successful in your job search. Now let's get into today's show with your host, Jack Kelly. We are so glad to welcome Sodell. This is the international career expert who has clients in almost every continent across the whole, the whole world. So it's amazing. So it's not just US. So LinkedIn Live with Jack Kelly is going global. We're going international. And, and we have Sunel. And not only do we have Sunel, it's a great time. Happy, how do we, Diwali, right? Thank you. Yeah, it was Diwali on, uh, on Saturday. Thank you. But isn't it like five days though? Uh, uh, that's more like maybe you're confusing with Indian weddings. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was like more of a not, it, so it's only a one day thing, not a whole. Uh, well, I don't live in India. If I were in India, it would be a pretty big affair. And, yeah. and secondly, with COVID, everything is kind of subdued right now. So. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and there is a, the reason also I'm bringing it up too, because it seemed pretty apropos. Because my limited understanding, my very limited understanding, is what more of celebrating the light over dark, right? Is that correct? Correct. There and was a, there's a there's a, like like all stories, right? I mean, I'm butchering it right now, but there's a, a good guy and there's a bad guy. Um, the bad guy used to be a good guy, um, and <clears throat> the good guy was actually a king, and and there was jealousy involved. He was banished to the forest. And he escaped and, and he had a lot of help from people. So it's a lot of teamwork if you think about it. And his return uh, took a while. When he returned, it was a moonless right. night. There was no moon. So to celebrate, they had lights everywhere. So then it's all about light over evil. And you know, it's also the evil within, not just the evil outside. Yeah. And, and it's the reason I feel it was apropos to kind of bring it up, not not only because it was a holiday and to, to you know, broadcast it. And, is that here in the US, and I think you had mentioned to me also, you're seeing in Europe where you're based, is that there's a resurgence of COVID. And with the resurgence of COVID, what I'm concerned about, and I think a lot of people are concerned about here, is that, oh gosh, this is another wave. What does this mean? Are we, is there gonna be a lockdown? How do I stay mentally healthy? How do I keep my mindset throughout this tough period? But then also, what do I do in my job search? So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about, hey, if, now hopefully it's wrong, because also I saw today that when, I think it's Moderna, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, that they are also working for a cure as well as there's some others. So there could be some light there, but just in case, what would you say to people who are like, oh no, another lockdown, stuck at home again, and they just have to deal with this. And as we both, no, it's so hard mentally to stay positive. Yeah, uh, no, I, I know that for sure. And uh, I'm not gonna give you any theory BS. I'm just gonna tell you practical. Uh, Europe's had uh, a pretty difficult time with it. There's testing, so that's good. But we actually just are in the middle of a second lockdown. Um, so you're, you're, in, you're, you're okay. So what's happening there? So you're living through so we, um we, you know, the, the main thing is, uh, Jack, when you are a parent, the main thing is your kids can go to school or not. Because if your kids cannot go to school, it disrupts everything. It turns it on top of its head because you're not able to work proper hours or, um, you know, uh, things are upside down. So things were looking pretty good, September, October. 
and then um, cases went up, which I think is going to happen, Jack. The more people yeah. start treating this like it's fine, it's just a flu. I'm going to go to my friend's house. Um, and a lot of that was happening around. So Belgium, the UK, Germany, France, Spain uh, went into the sec second lockdown. So we're in this lockdown till about early December, I think third December. So restaurants, anything that's non-essential, restaurants, beauty parlors, salons, all of that shut, completely shut. The kids have just returned home, uh, returned to school today after four weeks of being home. So I can't tell you, like this conversation like, <laughs> is, yeah. um, is heaven for me. Like, you know, Saturday, yeah. um, so some, there's two theories here. The first theory is it's actually easier at this time because you know what to expect. Um, and that's the, the school of thought that I belong to. But there are others who feel, oh gosh, like I just went through so much mental anguish and I am not open-minded to think that it could be different this time. In fact, it can't be better, right? So there's those folks who've made up their mind that it's only gonna be bad. And guess what? Then you only see bad. Like you don't see any positive in anything. I'm gonna put the health risk to the side because let's not kid ourselves that if we are healthy, we're lucky. Um, right now, everything's working. You know, if we don't have a functioning body, right. nothing can happen. You know, forget uh, depression and all that if your body's not working. So in that sense, there's a ton to be grateful for. But I can tell you from experience, this is um, sooner or later, it's going to happen in some cities or the other in the US. I think it's a matter of time and, and it helps to flatten the curve. Um, not being negative here, just very realistic. Um, just looking at the science and, and looking at the data. Mm -hmm. So your question is, what can you do? Yeah, so there are two, two things I'm thinking of that for people, uh, what, I, what I see, I'll give you from my side, what happens when I speak to a lot of job seekers and I speak to them whether, you know, there are these we meetup groups I have, or just people hit me up on LinkedIn, what have you, and, or they see some of the articles I write, they want to talk about it, is it's hard for them to stay positive that with all the negativity out there and the whole way when people are looking for a job, it's so cold, it's so inhumane, it's so rude that you just, just feel beaten down and their self-esteem drops, their self-confidence drops. So now when you see the second wave, what I'm worried for, for people is that how can they mentally cope? Because it's like, okay, it's like, picture this, you're, you're, you're in a boxing ring and you're just getting beat up and beat up and beat up. Like, how do you, like, what do you do? You don't want to give up, but you know, you're just getting beat up and you don't know what to do. So yeah. like, this is what I mean, how, like, and it's not easy and it's to, you know to give advice but any suggestions for people who feel oh man i don't know if i can make it another week yeah. another month under lockdown what yeah. can i do yeah uh, i totally get you it's uh, to to go back to the analogy of the boxing ring it's like yeah. another lockdown is like kicking me when i'm down like yes. how exactly scary. exactly scary. that hurt. exactly That's mean um is it fair no life isn't fair mm -hmm. It is, it is what it is. Um, I have written down six super practical tips, right? I'm, um, I'm a big believer in positivity and mind, mindset and all so of that. So am I. Don't By get me wrong. Absolutely. I also like pragmatism and, and keeping things real and very tangible, practical. I love that. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to take notes what you're saying because I have a feeling these are going to be good. So I'm excited. 
I hope so. Thanks for the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure so, at all. They just have to be awesome. They have to be terrific. Yeah, I'll tell you what. First thing, before I get to the point, when you yeah. said, I don't know if I can take it anymore. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I don't know what it takes. Look in the mirror, snap out of it, slap yourself, whatever. Yes, you can. If I'm breathing, Jack, I'm alive. I'm already better off. You know, how many folks have passed away this year? Looking at some American celebrities this year who passed away, you can say too soon. It was beyond that time. Mm-hmm. You're freaking alive. Okay. I can't stress this enough. You have breath in your lungs. First of all, I'm just starting with this little yogi thing. Uh, do something about it. Rather than moan and complain, do something about it. If you're one of the lucky ones, you're in a, most of your audiences, I know in, in the US, um, you've got a roof on your head, can't understand how much we have to be grateful for. I'm talking to you, Jack. It's 2020. If this lockdown were to happen in 1990, can you imagine the sheer mental trauma of not being able to connect with people? Right. Thank God we have the internet. So first things first, don't forget um, the basics and small little things that you're grateful for. I know people say gratitude, attitude of gratitude, but practice it before you kind of brush it off, you know, try it before you deny it. And now let me get into the stuff. Wait, wait, okay? Before you go to this, I think the first thing you said was really brilliant because, and I agree with you, what you're saying is this, you know, you have to take things into perspective and that so many people have it so tough. You have people who unfortunately passed away from it, people who are suffering through it. I have somebody on my team who's worried and waiting to hear back in a test because she's feeling just dreadful, afraid what's going to happen. You have people who have uh, health issues already and they're terribly afraid of getting it. So if you're healthy and you're okay, you have a roof over your head, you know what? You got to appreciate that. You got to first look at it and say, hey, let me be grateful for the things I have and put things in perspective. And I hear that from a lot of people. It changes their perspective on life. Yeah, when you have this, um, it changes their outlook. Perspective is everything, yeah. Jack. I love it that you said that. And and here's where I come in. Um, a lot of people who are listening this listening to this are going to be listening with their North America lens. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, be clear, let's be clear. In countries like India, etc., uh, where people are on minimum wage, which is ridiculous per day, they've had to go back home to their village. And we're working a lot to support nonprofits. It is madness right we because these are not even people where they can get tested easily and then they're spreading it everywhere and then the family member passes away oh gosh there's a, so much to look at and yeah. you always look at it with your own lens uh never ever forget that it's still you know by sheer default you're in the top three top five percent in the world just by you know having an, a laptop or a phone and you're listening to to this on the internet um having said that the first thing I want to say, um, which I, I, I wrote down, and I'm a big believer of it, and I'm going to give you a shameless plug here at some point, which Go is for a, it. Uh, about my podcast, and I'll come to that in a second. I'm a huge believer in stoicism. What can you control? What can you not control? Can you control COVID? No. Can I control that it doesn't happen to me? To some extent. I will not say entirely because there's a lot of people who've done everything by the book and still got it. But, you know, wash my hands, never step out without a mask, etc. Focus on what you can control. And then what can you control with regards to job? Can you control your time? Heck yes. Heck yes. I'm going to get real with you. As always, Jack, 
I was pretty real with you in our last yeah. chat, and then you were like, "I'm recording this," and I'm like, "Oh!" <laughs> so here, um, what I'm obviously what I'm saying is for public consumption. I've been unemployed twice with um, restructuring, and you know, lost my position, and and in one of the cases, McKinsey came into the picture. When you when you see McKinsey in your office, just assume it's going to be a bloodbath, right? And that's exactly what happened in in my company. Um, downsizing, uh, cost cutting, et cetera, et cetera. So both those times were hard because you're, like you said, it's a gut punch and you need to get back on your feet. I made so many mistakes. And one of the mistakes I made was um, at some point I stopped believing that I'm good enough. And I would just do basic things like apply to two jobs today, I'm done. And I would binge the crap out of Downton Abbey like Downton Abbey <laughs> for me is my is my association of unemployment and I relished it and I made no regrets but I will never get that time back okay so can you focus on your time yeah you can and it, you, you, it doesn't mean you know when people say looking for a job is a full-time job yes and no yes it means there's a commitment there should be some rituals and I don't like the word should but put some rituals in place that no matter what happens, when you get up in the morning, the first thing you did, like uh, Elizabeth Gilbert says it, the, the famous author who wrote uh, Eat, Pray, Love. Um, somebody asked her, what are, your, uh, what are your tips on how to work from home? And she's like, I've been working from home for 25 years. She said, I have six words. Get dressed and make your bed. Start with that. Let's start with that. Because when I used to do that, I felt like I've achieved something today. I've done something right. Even if I'm like in undiagnosed clinical depression, but at least that I've got right, right? Um, I may have like laundry piled everywhere. So what? So focus on what you can control. Start, look at those rituals. You know, are you looking at uh, opportunities? Uh, and some people demonize applying to jobs. And I think that there's different things. Put your eggs in multiple baskets. Don't just apply to jobs because what you when you do that, you are completely giving the power away and you're hoping they'll call you back. And hope is not a strategy. It doesn't work. But if you were to do that, and let's say you schedule one or two coffee mornings or coffee chats per day, every week. So five coffee mornings minimum every week. I feel a little bit better about myself. And who are these coffee chats with? It's first of all, easy. Don't get out of bed if you don't want to. Put on your pajamas, nobody cares. Like for example, Jack, you don't know what I'm wearing in the bottom half. <laughs> I'm dressed up for you, but it's so damn easy now, right? So these coffee chats can be with anyone, anyone. Ideally, yes, targeted, of course, in the companies you want to work in. And it could be a friend of a friend. Doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot of pressure on it should be with decision makers. It doesn't happen right out the gate. It takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. It could be with somebody in a company you want to work in. It could be somebody who you don't know, but got introduced, you know, via, in French, you say via, via, someone you know, someone who knows mm -hmm. someone. It could be another job seeker. Guess what? Misery loves company. <laughs> Share it. You know, they say about division division of sorrow and multiply your joy right so just do that that helps you because you're not alone anymore um and that's a big problem uh, in in today's world not only is it unemployment but it's uh, lonely unemployment so it's actually uh, a double you know that's a double uh, challenge uh, to have
Um, and, and this is a way that you can control like your calendar. Just like imagine you're working in a company and you're like, okay, what's my agenda looking like today? Because I'm going to go to bed depending on if I have a 7 a.m. meeting or if I have 11 meeting. But I have a meeting. It forces me to actually show up get dressed and not just be sorry for myself and, and munch, um, you know, gulp Nutella, like it's going out of, like yeah. it's going out of fashion. Yeah. I, li I like what you're saying because it makes so much sense. What I'm hearing is that, Hey, if you find yourself in between roles, or even if you have a job that you hate and you want to do something different, you have to really treat it with a game plan, a plan of attack and action plan. You know, you can't just say, I give up. You can't feel just sad about yourself, lament your fate. You have to really take bold actions. It is what it is, and you got to do something about it. And sometimes it's those little steps. It's just get out of bed at a certain time every day. Make your bed. Have your cup of coffee. Decide, all right, here's what I'm going to do today, and have a checklist to do it. So this way it keeps, I think what you're saying, this by doing that, instead of ruminating about all the negativity, you're shifting your mindset towards, okay, what can I do that's positive? How can I move my, my life, my career forward? And just start chipping away at it every day, every day. And then you didn't mention this, but I imagine you feel this way too, is by doing this too, then your mind is more focused on achieving positive results as opposed to just dwelling on all the negatives that bring you down. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the um, two more things I'm going to add here. One is the example I love to take is... If you don't like where the car is going, get out of the passenger seat and sit in the driver's seat. <laughs> Take back control. Take control. I, I feel I feel in control when I when I when I'm driving, honestly. And, and, and if I'm if I'm not happy with the way my husband is going, and I'm like, this is a shortcut. Do you want to drive? Actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> and you do that, and you switch all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because I'm like, oh no, that route has less right. traffic. Daddy, daddy. So take back control. Wait, wait. I I don't want to go into tangent, but uh, how are your children like driving age or no? no, no okay, so take it from a parent who, if you feel not in control when you teach your kids how to drive and you're in the passenger side, oh my god, oh I my god, imagine what oh my god, Snell. I, you have no idea. Like I try to be because I have to be the cool, calm one because I'm the dad and they're driving. But inside my heart is like this. <laughs> oh my God. Because everything, you, you know, you come so close to like the parked cars and smashing oh. into it. And oh, oh, yeah. this is what you have to look forward to. So I know what you mean. So I like being in the driver's seat. I'm with you. I want to be in control. And on the way, I look at it, hey, if I end up getting into a car fender bender, okay, but it was on my terms. And I can live with that yeah. as opposed to letting someone else do it. Yeah, I know you take accountability. And, and uh, what happens is when you take accountability because you're driving and if there was a fender bender, um, it's easier to accept yes. you know what I mean, because it's like, no, otherwise I'll blame. And the blaming thing, the thing is, it's, it's um, there's a pattern. If you're going to be blaming, you guess what? You're also blaming other, you know, all it's not only COVID. COVID is not an excuse always because a lot of people are using COVID. And, yes. and, and this is a very painful thing to say. Um, and I don't want to like, but I do, obviously, the idea of our chat today is, is make people think. And COVID yes. is not an excuse for inaction. COVID is not an excuse for bad behavior. I, I'm sure you've seen your, your share of it where people are lashing out, et cetera. I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? This was always there. And now it's manifested because, yes. now, you know, it's, it's, it's boiling up and now it's come to the surface. Um, but having said that, one more thing I wanted to add related to this point, which was take back control of your time. 
uh, treated like the asset it is, because guess what? It's an unlimited asset. We all have a certain, uh, you know, end date. Oof, that sounded morbid. But the other thing- I But it's a reality, to... can I tell you? It's a reality. It's a reality. And that's something it's, people have to keep in mind because it's, this doesn't go on forever and you have to make the most of your time right now. Exactly. And speaking of, I love that you said that, speaking of the fact that it doesn't go on forever, one aspect that I disagree with, which people say looking for a job is a full-time job. Yes, it is a full-time job, but it doesn't have to be the way it used to be, which is, for example, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. It doesn't have to be that way. You've got to be smart about it. Now, let's say I'm at it and I'm very intentional and I'm dedicated, you know, whether it's my coffee chats, LinkedIn time, um, you know, social, all of that stuff that I'm doing. Let's say it's 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then I'm done. Guess what? I'm done. And I can do stuff that I never had time to do before. And that is the beauty of it. My kids were a lot, a lot more little when I was unemployed the last time. And I saw my three-year-old. Now he's going to be eight but a lot more than I would have mm -hmm. if the nanny had been there. I mean, I'm not uh, saying anything wrong with parents having nannies and I've, I've had my share of it, but I would have only seen him at bedtime and certain words. So cherish, whether it's children, cherish hobbies, uh, personal interests that you wanted to cultivate because this time will never come back. So it's interesting you, you say that because I think a lot of people feel guilty if they're not just on the yeah, job hunt the, all the, the time. Guilt comes from right? the guilt, I'll tell you what, a lot of the guilt comes from, I will be happy when. And you are, um, what is the word? You are shifting joy to the future on the condition that this will happen or that will happen. I'll be happy when I've lost 20 kilos. I'll be happy when... Um, I've learned to drive, for example, because then I can do it. Till then, I'm not happy. So you're basically telling, you're not giving yourself permission and nobody needs to give that permission to you except for you. Now, if there is guilt, it needs to be addressed. You know, um, somebody famous said the trigger, what is the trigger for making you feel guilty? The trigger is always the teacher. The trigger is always the teacher. That guilt is coming from somewhere. At some point, you know, it was looked down upon or frowned upon if you were to do stuff for yourself. I think it's great if you do stuff for yourself because when you show up the next night, you're even better. You're like completely charged up. And it's like, it's like saying I'm feeling guilty because I charge my cell phone. Dude, if you don't charge your cell phone, it's not gonna be 100%. Yeah, you know, do you, do you follow Zen Buddhism? No. Because what you were saying in terms of not looking towards the future be, you know, not just focusing on the future, that's when you'll be happy. Because one of the tenants, and I'm not going to profess to be an expert at it, but, you know, with kind of Zen is that you're focusing on the here and now, you're in the moment. Because, so you, because, yeah. uh, and I kind of believe it, my, my sister's into Buddhism a lot. Um, the here and now is all you have. Exactly. So you're focused, so you, you don't, you don't obsess over what's going to happen 10 steps down the road. You obsess, what am I doing today? You know, what am I doing right now to better myself, to move forward, and one of those find that new job? That, yeah, and one of those questions that I can't stand and companies love asking, what is your five-year plan? Mm -hmm. Who freaking knows, man? If somebody had asked me this in 2015, exactly. I wouldn't know that I'd be like, <laughs> exactly. you know, exactly. in, November in 2020. So yeah, that's a big one for me. Um, and another very interesting one, which I have seen coming from experience, uh, Jack, because, you know, um, we were chatting before and, and you know that I was looking for work in the last big recession of 2009 and I had just finished a 
rather expensive MBA. Yeah, if you could share um, your experience, because that's that yeah, is, that's, um, I don't know how much time we're going to have, but one of the Plenty things time. that's all right. One of the it's things Monday that, people, you know what? They're hanging out. They'll listen. They'll have their coffee. Do we have? Do we have people listening? Because I wonder if you have any comments. Because I'd love to see. You know, uh, you know what? I wasn't looking at the comments because I was focusing on the conversation. Because to me, I know what your shows you draw a lot of the comments. For me, what I've been trying to do is just let people like yourself just just share. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then and then really uh, like share your, your knowledge. I, I do want to share, but it's also interesting when people yeah. are like. Oh, this is resonating. Okay. Lawrence, can I just say sorry? Lawrence in the house. <laughs> she's, a, she's a dear friend. Lawrence, Shweta, can I just call them out? Go, sure. If you don't like with the oh my God, we have lovely people here. Greg, Nancy, Joanne. Uh... <laughs> All right, if you see a question, because my glasses are off, so I can't see it. So, so if... somebody, uh, Shweta said, passenger seat gives me goosebumps because yeah. I have claustrophobia. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, the MBA, yeah. This is a very interesting time, and I mean it. This is a very interesting time for job seekers. Anybody who's listening, who's a recruiter, you're gonna know what I'm talking about. When you're on the company side of things, this is a great time to find talent. Because you're looking around, right? You may not be able to hire right away. You're building an extremely uh, agile and ready pipeline. The moment this is over, and it will be over, this is a blip in the economy. The economy is much more than you and I. Uh, and I noticed this. 2008, 2009 sucked. Horrible. 2010, 2011 picked up again. And guess what? The first people to leave the company are people who can't stand their job and can't stand their boss and hate the company culture. It sucks the soul out of them. And the good companies know that. And they have their eye on those guys and they can offer them a bigger increase in salary, et cetera. So what does this mean for someone listening today? Look around because there's a lot of smart companies out there who continue to invest in their top talent. These are companies that have a very strong leadership and strong HR. And they believe that people is, you know, people are everything. Now, how do they know that? It's very simple. These are the these are the positions that are being advertised. I'm not saying apply like everyone else. You can apply. You know, it's a little bit of a lottery. I have clients who've, who've got jobs by applying uh, at director level. And it wasn't like they did some fancy schmancy networking. They got the job. But that should not be the only um, approach. Um, there, it's now here that you, one needs to be very intentional. I think Lauren, if she's watching today, Lauren knows this uh, and she talks about the hidden job market and she explains it really well. And that's what I also do, but I do it in a slightly different way. Uh, focus on the strong ties and the weak ties. What does that mean? Strong ties are people in your warm network. Like you give them a call. Hey, you want to go for a movie? Yeah. In non-COVID times, they'll pick up the phone and they want to chat. Cold network, you haven't spoken in a while. It's been a few years. Hey, um, it's been a while. How are you doing? They'll pick up the phone, but you hesitate to call them, right? That's your cold network. Now, there's Can a lot we of talk issues. about that for a second? Because that's where I think so many people have challenges, particularly if they're introverts. See, I, as, as being a recruiter for like you know 25 years, I have no qualms about picking up the phone and making a cold call and talking to people. But most normal people are feel weird about doing that. What 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 do you, would know you suggest? Like what what should they do? How can they do it? Because to you, you're very you're very outgoing. You're very gregarious. 
you come across as an extrovert. A lot of people like don't feel comfortable doing that. What can they do? Uh, you're very right. And I think that being extroverted or introverted doesn't have that much to do with it. It's more about how will I be perceived? And I might be perceived as a, a person who wants something. And nobody likes that in the beginning, particularly if the relationship is not very strong. Like, oh, you know, um, you know, that person will tell his girlfriend, you know, uh, John reached out. Oh, it's been five years. Guess what? He's asking for a job. So John doesn't want that guy to feel that way, right? So it's more about what is, what are some things that I can connect on and genuinely connect, not because I have an agenda. And that is really hard. And that's one of my uh, tips in my, in my six things that I was talking about. How about you reach out and you connect and you don't have an agenda. That's very interesting. Sonal, this is such a waste of time. I know you're thinking about it. <laughs> but the best time to dig a well is before you get thirsty. We talk, that, we talk about that a lot in my LinkedIn life. You're reigniting a relationship that may have been a little bit cold, a little bit dead for a while, and you're reigniting it. You can't just blatantly put kerosene on it. It's going to be on fire. Your face is going to be on fire. You start very slow, right? <laughs> I love the metaphors you're yeah. driving, setting yeah. yourself on fire. Yeah, yeah, this is getting dangerous. <laughs> you're kicking you your husband out of the car and taking the car and leaving him on the side of the road. Kerosene is blowing up. So this is, yeah. So start very little, right? And there's usually it helps um to have an angle you know if they're posting on social media listen i see that you posted on this book i love this book um oh yeah what did you so you're like you're reigniting so it's like imagine you're meeting somebody like literally at, at a shopping uh, mall and you've seen them after a few years you're not going to immediately say hey i'm looking for a job maybe not immediately why because we're a little proud as people we all are um and if you're not good for you um uh, but i am and I do care about my reputation and what people say about me. So in the beginning, it's like, let me have a combination of other job seekers that I want to reach out to or companies that I know are hiring. And I have a friend who has a friend who knows someone, who knows someone, everybody. It's a small world. We're all separated by six degrees of uh, separation. And then start building it. It's not overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. This is the second time I'm saying this uh, in our live stream. And uh, focus on on nurturing that relationship from scratch, right? And and Lauren talked about- So wait, wait, when you're saying, wait, just so I understand. So what you're really saying, let's say I'm calling you up instead of saying, hey, Sonal, I lost my job. Can you help me find a job? It'll be more of, hey, how are you doing? How's it going? How are the kids? You know, the you, the pleasantries, let the conversation go. But then let maybe- the conversation flow. I'll tell you then, what, let the conversation And then, and then you flow. kind of work it in. Yeah, you and you don't even work at it. It's very, okay. it's, it's very organic. When you let the conversation flow and you make it about them, you make it about them. It's not about you. The, the spotlight is not on you. Imagine it's a stage and the spotlight is on them. You want to know everything about them. By the end of the conversation, you know how old the kids are, what, what job you know they're working, right. or what are the challenges they're facing at work. Maybe at some point you can help them. And that's one of the points I talk about in my, in my six points, which is number four give without an agenda just give just give i can't tell you how unbelievable this is as a strategy kindness is a strategy empathy is a strategy i <clears throat> i'm going to talk about this because i didn't so so it's, so by doing that are you saying that by doing that eventually the conversation will turn 
and then you'll say, oh, Jack, exactly. hey, how are I'm you doing? Coming. Exactly. I'm coming yeah. to that. So when you do that, um, hey, Jack, we did talk about you. How are you? Yeah. Ah, thanks for asking. All's good. You know, it's a little bit challenging right now with this. Ah, what happened? Because you spent so much time. Let's say you spent 55 minutes listening to me. I am sociologically, this is how we are all wired. I am now wired to care about you and care about your outcome. Why? Because you took the time out of your day to listen to me. And maybe you helped me out. Maybe I have a supplier who's messed up and you know someone who's a better supplier and you gave the contact information. Guess what? That's value right out the gate. And you're like, oh, okay. What can I do to help? You didn't even have to ask. There's a way to do it. And it, there's a classy way to do it. And there's a cheap, I need it. There's nothing wrong with, I'm making it sound like I'm judgmental. There's nothing wrong with it. But we all know right. that the extra mile, you know, there's an expression, the extra mile mm -hmm. is always um, ungrounded. It's not grounded. Now what, I just, so Nancy shot a question about, I feel, I'll paraphrase, like I feel uncomfortable kind of doing it. I guess you just have to try it. It's, I imagine would be um, your suggestion okay. just to kind yeah. of go through it that it might feel comfortable I, at first. I love that, Nancy. Um, first of all, Nancy, I, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a bit allergic to the word try. You either do it or you don't do it. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a Yoda. I'm a Yoda person. Yeah. Yoda is my guy. You're, there is no try. There is yeah. but do. Yeah. So think about anything, Nancy, that you've done the first time. Anything in the world. Like let your imagination play with you. The first time is always going to be uncomfortable. Always. Uh, whether it's riding a bike or, or you know, the first day on the job or you're learning a language. When I was learning French, the first time, wow, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this. This is complete rubbish. It gets better with time. So it is just like an acquired skill. And the more you start thinking of networking, like a cheap, sleazy thing, the more uncomfortable it's going to feel. But the more you start thinking of networking as offering help, I have completely switched my brain, um, Jack, on, 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 I don't like the word because networking has a very negative analogy. It does, right? People hear that. They just hate that. They hate that word. When anything makes me uncomfortable, anything, I focus attention away from me and I make it about the other person. Anytime I've done that, it has worked. Uh, and, and karma is not mysterious. Karma is alive and kicking and what goes around uh, comes around. So things like kindness and empathy, we're talking about it in 2020. This should be a topic for all ages. Uh, but somehow I think when we have grown a little bit older and social media and all of that stuff, I think we've forgotten old fashioned things we learned from our grandparents, kindness and empathy and, and you know, being considerate, listening to the other person, all of that stuff. I'm, I'm surprised that we all as grownups, all of us uh, in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s need to be reminded about it. But I'll tell you what, I have a podcast that came out uh, three weeks ago and I have two episodes in there with I'm speaking with senior people from all literally all around the world, United States, Lebanon, Singapore, um, India. And in two specific podcasts that are out, they spoke about this, that, you know, hey, I'm not religious, but I do want to say that that piece of kindness that I did and I forgot about it, it actually resulted in me getting the CMO position. And with the gift of time, I realized that was correct. But back then when it happened, I didn't pay attention to it. So it's a long game, you know, when you're kind, and you're helping other people, you're not going to be going and doing it thinking, uh, Nancy, that 
it didn't work out. You don't know that yet. You don't know that. It takes time. You're building. That's, that's, that's really helpful. Hey, not, I know you're, you know, you want, you're going through those tips, but just, I'm curious, given that you have an international array of clients, is there a lot of differences between the different countries or at the end of the day, it's very similar? Very similar. It doesn't really matter whether you're in Belgium, where you are, you're here in New Jersey, are, where I am right today. People are people. And everybody, yeah. everybody has the same insecurities. Everybody. How am I going to look when I'm unemployed? How am I going to look like when I ask for a favor? What am I going to tell my kids? I can't stand my boss. Like these are like, you know. Universal uh, truths almost. Like we all I, go I through it. I, you know, I don't like my mother-in-law. So these are, <laughs> these are Is like, she watching this? Hopefully she's not watching this. I'm joking. Oh, no. She's kidding. She's kidding. She just texted me. She loves you. No, what I mean is it's best mother-in-law ever. Well, I'm just joking because it's one of those things that I've lived in different cultures and um, interesting, completely different cultures from, from where I come from. And there are certain things that always like work, um, you know, whether it's the weather, whether it's, you know, uh, my, my husband makes fun of my mom. So it's like these things always create a little, you know, so if you can build rapport in that mm -hmm. sense um, and focus attention away from you and how yeah. you can help the person. And maybe the person doesn't need help. But guess what? We all need a listening ear right now more than ever. And maybe you can provide that. And, and you don't go with the intention of what am I going to get out of it? Just give, but at the same time, track it. You know, track it. It's been a while and they said they'll do something for you. And it's been a couple of weeks. Hey, you know, I, I know you're busy and, and I'm, I'm sure things are nuts right now. And, and, and just wanted to follow up. So, you know, you're always kind of closing the loop. But imagine if you do this five to 10 times a week. Yeah. You know, no, no. Would you say a phone call or a Zoom call? Does it matter? I am a big believer in visual um, because so I think, so. Do I. I think at this stage, I would do Zoom calls. I would do Zoom. Right. I mean, ideally, if we were in non-COVID times, and if the person is in the same city, I'd get coffee and I'd buy them coffee. Right, right. But now it's it's. If you can't, then yeah. I would not do like Zoom off camera, and I wouldn't do like a regular call, just because the connection is a lot less. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any other comments, but I have a couple more points I want to. Put. Yeah, let's go. I want to hear this. So so far, they're they're awesome. So quick recap: focus on what you can control and what you can't. You know the, those, mm -hmm. those uh, stories or something. Manage your time. All of those coffee chats that we talked about. <clears throat> so you have that sense of achievement and end of the day or end of the week. The third was not all companies have a knee jerk reaction. Focus on the ones that are continuing to hire. Um, and build relationships with people there. And by the way, not everybody listening today may be looking for a job, Jack. Some people might be like, you know, I'm fine right now, but these are not skills you want to learn only on the fly. You also want to know this stuff in peaceful times so that when the time is right, you know how to do it, what's your plan of attack, et cetera. Number four we said was give without an agenda, just give and give with a good heart, right? Without thinking, what am I getting back or what is in return? Because then it's not pure giving. The fifth is um, engage with thought leaders, particularly who are active on LinkedIn. Engage with them publicly, always, if you have something to say. And I'm telling you this from experience that I've made a lot of mistakes. What does this mean? I connect with someone and, and I've never engaged with their stuff, but I'm a huge fan, right? So then I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> like I'm always worried. I have like a little dog like wagging my tail. And you know, they get a bit creeped out and they're like, 
they don't respond and i'm like god what is wrong with me so if you make that a more public thing then it's kind of more acceptable so engage as much as you can publicly and there is an art to engaging with them there is an art to writing a comment not a thumbs up not a heart not emoji not good post <laughs> that is not the way to do it it's like imagine you know you're in a in a in a, in a networking event and everyone's chit chatting and you're like yeah <laughs> you have something to say you have something to say and don't put too much pressure on yourself that it has to sound you know perfect completely and and eloquent but have a point of view and don't be prepared to show it whether it's a devil's advocate point of view or you know agreeing if you agree agree and add something to it because you have a brain so use it and and see how can this help the person who's reading without again putting the attention on me look at me talk to me and this is my point of view hashtag this is my personal hashtag no hello there's something called linkedin etiquette and you just hijacked somebody's post guess what they're not going to like you in the future they're not going to respond to your messages but make it about them right and genuinely give a compliment we all love receiving compliments uh, jack we started this uh, live stream today you gave me a compliment and i'm like this is nice <laughs> It's just yeah. this is the way I'm wired. So, so then pay a compliment. Can I add to your point? When I do these things, I'm being authentic. I'm not BSing. You know, maybe that's also to add, to, uh, you know, to, to part of those tips that you said. Because I think if you're not authentic when you say these things, people kind of pick up on it too. But when they know you're LinkedIn real. LinkedIn has a very high, uh, LinkedIn has a very high BS radar. <laughs> they should have that as a feature, right? A BS meter <laughs> that, 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 you know, you see it go. And you can smell it. Yeah. Thousands. You can spend yeah. thousands of miles. <laughs> so what I'm saying is engage on LinkedIn publicly and then your aim should always be to take the conversation off of LinkedIn. Like I have made friends with this. Engage on LinkedIn publicly and people like Lauren etc and I know hopefully she's still watching. But she's become a really really good friend of mine because the conversation went off of LinkedIn. How do, well, how do you do that? That's that's a really interesting concept. Uh, because eventually that is how you make a sale. If you talk to someone who's in sales, because hiring at the end of the day is also sales, whether you you know think of it that way or not, but it's like um, you're in a networking event. Let's keep it simple. You're at a party, and you're looking at this girl. I'm not saying you, but you know, and you're like, I think I'd like to get to know her. So you're like looking at her, and she's looking at you, and you think there might be some interest. And then you're saying, hey, you know, you, you mustered up the courage and you're saying, nice to meet you. I'm Jack. Ah, I'm Joanna. Oh, how nice. How long have you been at this party? Daddy, daddy, da, you chit chat. Do you want to see each other again? Heck yes. How are you going to do that? You get away from the party. It's exactly the same as LinkedIn. You want to engage with each other. Maybe you have one party and two parties and three parties and they're like, hey, you want to get, co- you want to get coffee sometime? I'd love to. That's what I mean by getting the conversation off of LinkedIn because it's always in the public eye and you're like, I think I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. And this is what I'd love to talk to you about. The devil is in the details. The more specific, mm-hmm. the better. And not- what do we do? What do we do now that like, it's even hard to get a cup of coffee depending on where you live because of COVID, you know? So like, would it be a phone okay. call? You have, your, you have your coffee and I have my coffee. Oh, like a virtual, like, okay, we'll have a virtual call. Let, let's- For now, for now it's okay. But if you're having virtual coffee on Zoom, you're off of LinkedIn. And that's what we want. We gotcha, want that makes sense. Depending on the platform, 
That's what they say to salespeople, and it should be the same for hiring and job seekers. We want to get the conversation off of LinkedIn. So always start with engaging publicly. Hey, I think you know she's interesting. I'd like to get to know her. Always on a public, because if you immediately go to the private thing, chances are you'll get a slap in the face. So we got kerosene on our face. We got uh, we get slapped. We got slapped. It's a very violent LinkedIn. Life. Yeah, we're carjacking the car. So yeah, so this is like a very oh, aggro conversation here. And the last thing I want to say is I don't know. Now I'm scared. Like, what kind of violence are we gonna? What's gonna happen this now? Is, this one is total zen. Okay. The last thing I want to say is be so mindful so mindful of what you consume it's so amazing when i say consume i mean three things caf c a f what is caf it's not a word don't worry c stand i'm a big like aficionado when it comes to acronyms i'm like an acronym not case c stands for content be very particular about the content you're consuming right now and then when i say content if you're sitting on tiktok or instagram all day long but it's not serving you hello you just wasted hours of your life and if you multiply those hours it turns out to be days like there are days you know of my life jack that i'm never going to get back do you remember those uh, you know there's an app called tasty and they have a camera on top and they show how a dish is made i was obsessed with that i think from 2017 to 2019 it's like so quick the way a dish yeah. is made and i was like oh let me see another one oh let me see Guess what? I've been on this app for two hours, and if I multiply that by the number of days, so just be mindful of the content you consume. And you know, if you're consuming things like political posts, for example, are they helping you right now? So focus on on what you're consuming, because content is also like food. Speaking of food, that's F. So CAF, C A F. Ah, I jumped to the F. Yeah. F is food. <laughs> Um, and here, I, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not going to do all anything about. You know, I'm not going to talk about nutrition, but I am going to say that. There are days when I know I'm feeling a little good about myself because I know I, I made the effort to have a banana in the morning or an apple in the morning and all of that stuff. So it's like um, you know you don't need a, a doctor to tell you this, but you are what you eat. So if I have my chips in the morning, I feel like crap the rest of the day, and that has a big effect on my mood. Mm -hmm. So you know, be mindful of your food and and your your fruits and vegetables, particularly in today's environment where we are not always outside um, 100% of the time. um that's f the a is advice be mindful of the advice and who's giving you the advice and remember you're always looking at it from their lens and people who tell you it's not been done before google will never accept you you think you're going to get into netflix you just be careful of that you want to you know you are the sum of who's at that i think it was uh, john ron you are the sum of five people that you spend most time with and it's worth reflecting who are these five people what are they feeding you if they're feeding you with negativity it might be time to distance yourself from their message maybe you can't distance yourself from them maybe they're in the same household for example but you can distance yourself from this message by you know having a sort of strong um, impenetrable shield there we are with the violence again so you are what you consume so consume you know choose wisely right as indiana jones they said that dude in indiana jones was like you know you have chosen wisely you have chosen poorly so your content you're consuming um the advice that you're seeking do you really want to know advice from them or do you really want to you know you know what you want to do but still you know seeking advice i'm very interested when people do that but you know what you want like your gut is telling you why are you So be careful of that. A and F is obviously, you know, the the food um, and the fitness associated to that.
So that's really good tips because really, if you kind of wrap them together, it's really all about self-empowerment. It's really taking control of your life. It's, it's, it's a roadmap to say, hey, you know what? I got to make something happen. Whether you're looking for a job, you're looking to advance your career, you're looking just to better yourself. It's, a, it's too easy just to, to not do it. It's too easy to binge watch Netflix. It's too easy just to goof off. And, and it's yeah. easy. It's also easy to complain. Oh yeah, that's the easiest thing in the world to do, right? Criticize, complain, bemoan your because, fate. Because you're easiest. Not, uh, yeah, you're not held. Uh, yeah. Um, and and by the way, that's a problem with um, that's a problem with asking for advice. Um, and it's very sneaky, Jack. When people ask for advice, should I do this or should I do that? And I'm one of those annoying people who will never give a straight answer. But what do you want to do? <sighs> You know, what they want is they want to know, should they do A or B? And the reason is it's very sneaky because if A doesn't work out and you told them to do A, they can blame you. For of course. Yeah. So yeah. There's an accountability problem there. That's right. Can I just fire off a couple of questions that came in? Now, what it sounds like you kind of touched upon where Diane was asking, is it acceptable to reach out to your contacts at the company and ask them about the position? So I think you touched on it, but maybe you could go a little back. And this goes back to having, you know, being of comfortable course, to reach out. Because the, the operative word here, Diane, the operative word is contacts. Now, whether they are strong connections or weak connections, it doesn't matter. We are in a, let's not kid ourselves, okay? We are in a global freaking pandemic. The last pandemic that happened was in 1918. Um, a lot of people didn't make it. So none of us was alive. Now, this is not a small little recession. You know, 2009 feels like a small recession compared to this because I remember 2009 when I graduated, <laughs> like Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, it was mostly Europe and the US. This one is the whole freaking world, right? So Diane, if you know someone, I would definitely take advantage of it. And also look at the tone, right? Look at the tone with which you approach them rather than immediately going for the kill and saying, hey, I need a job. You know, maybe like, you know, you can call it small talk, but I would also help to frame it in, 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 a, in, a, in a way, um, you know, if you can try and speak with them uh, over the phone or whatever. So they don't feel, because otherwise you know, one feels a bit used. So it all depends on how you ask. It's not what you ask, it's how you ask most of the time. That makes a difference in the, like we do in interviews. It's not the content always, it's the delivery. Like It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I would definitely take advantage of it because these are assets um, in your network. And you know, hey, I, I looked at this position. But would they refer you if they haven't heard from you in five years and you immediately reached out saying, hey, John, I saw this position. Can I take a little bit of, uh, it can be, you know, it can even be a day. It can be a phone call. Um, but I think that separates you from other Dianes of the world who have also seen the same position and applied because you are now in a little bit uh stronger standing, if you know what I mean, in the person's eyes who was approached. Michael is asking, what do I do? You mentioned about LinkedIn to kind of find people who you want to connect with. What would you recommend? Do you do, right? I'm paraphrasing what you're saying. Do you, do you kind of try to position yourself as an expert? Do you ask for the help? Do you ask to me? He kind of just wants the clarification. How can I really get on that person's radar? Ah, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna see if I if I see his question. Uh, We're getting some questions that people have hit up, like Christine, and uh, she's sharing it with me. 
Oh, okay, I got it. There, yeah. Michael's question is, how do I get seen by the right people? Yeah, like how, once you know, like, hey, I want to get on this person's radar, as you mentioned before, what's like the best way to do it? Is it just sending a note, uh, just maybe making it a long-term project to slowly- I'll tell, I, I tell you what I do. Um, this is my personal approach and it's worked beautifully. I follow people for a while before I connect with them. I don't know why. I, I like the whole, I like seeing what they're up to, uh, their public persona. And I kind of track them and I stalk them. But this is LinkedIn. It's okay. Publicly, you're stalking a lot of people. And it can happen that some people, I'm not saying everyone, some people are posting at a certain time during the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say they're kind of famous, right? Um, if I see that there's a pattern and if I want to be seen by them, I want to try and I'm not saying, you know, you go nuts and you're, you're, you're surgically attached to your phone the whole time, but I try and see how can I post within the first five to 10 minutes? Uh, how can I post a comment in the first five to 10 minutes? This is a very tactical thing that I've seen work with in, you know, large influencers that I wanted to follow. And the posts are going to be good because I like what they're doing. I like what they're saying. It's going to speak to me. I'm going to write specifically, again, the art of good comments, right? What you liked about the post and add a little bit of your two cents. That two cents is the value you bring to this. And then also genuinely compliment. You do this over a period of time. And when I say period, it, it may only be three, four days, but you're doing it on a regular basis. Then you hit them up and you send them a connection request. And by the way, I'm going to post on this tomorrow in my LinkedIn. Yeah, you know what? Adventure, you should write this all. This is great to put them down. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what. That'd be if awesome. You're on, if you're on desktop, the thing I'm about to say is not a problem for you. But if you're on your mobile, there's a huge uh, design defect uh, with user experience on LinkedIn because when you see someone's profile and the first thing it says is connect, you guess what? You you tap it and the connection request is gone. So please don't do that because. You're like millions of people who've sent a connection request and it gets ignored, particularly when people are over 30,000. They don't like may not even be able to accept it because there's a connection limit. But the smart ones out there who are over 30,000 have kept a little space. I hope I'm making sense because I'm nerding out a little bit. I saw Kevin D. Turner watching and he's going to know what I'm talking about. The smart ones will have more followers, but fewer connections because they want to connect with the right people in their space. And so you, what you need to do is when you see someone's name, you need to look at their, click on their name. And then there are these three dots on the right-hand side. You need to click on those three dots and then it'll say, send a personalized invite. Please, please send them a personalized invite. And uh, don't be like everyone else. Because when you send a personalized invite, the chances of them accepting it are very high. Uh, because the question was from John. The question was from? I think that was Michael, the last one. Michael, right. because they're going to recognize Michael. They're going to recognize your name. And, and I'll make it a little bit easier for you. I have a little formula that I think you can um, use that will help you. Um, uh, again, it's a completely nutty word. It's an acronym. WIC. You like you like your acronyms. I love my acronyms. I'm a, I'm a big nerd. WIC, Myatt. That's W-I-C-M-I-A-A-T, which makes zero sense. WIC, Myatt. What does that mean? W-I-C, what's in common? establish immediately what do you have in common. Uh, I see that we have uh, this person, Hannah, in common. Hannah is amazing. Attention has gone away from me, right? And I see that she's a fan of Hannah also. Great. I, you know, what's in common? Done. Make it authentic, M-I-A-A-T. Make it authentic. Um, 
I've been following your work for a while and I have to say, I love um, the, you know, the posts that you are creating. Make it authentic and about them. And I particularly, my favorite post of yours um, so far, John, was when you talked about X, Y, and Z. You've got to be specific because when the when you're specific, the devil is in the details. You're not like everyone else who's like, um, I see that we both worked at GE. I think it's a great time to connect and I, I would look forward to adding you to my network. Now, if I have 300,000 followers and if I receive a, a request like that, I have a choice. I can ignore it. Like swipe left on Tinder, ignore. I don't even know like right or left because I'm married yeah. and never, <laughs> I was never in the Tinder generation. It's like ignore. But if this person is interesting and they've done their homework, chances are of being accepted by Michael, um, by John for Michael mm -hmm. is 100% for me if you if you do it right, if you do it the right way. That's I fantastic. And, and this is not a question, it's more of a statement that I guess you're being now dubbed the empress of acronyms. So, <laughs> so I guess that goes on your on I'll your LinkedIn, you know, I'll bio that you're empress. I like that <laughs> of acronym. So you're an international career guru plus an empress of acronyms. This is good. Wow, this is an exciting day. I, I a lot of titles. It, you're like royalty. It's Monday. It's Monday. You have nice words to say. I'll take it. <laughs> well, this was amazing. Believe it or not, this was like an hour already. You you dropped some knowledge. This was amazing. Time flies. Time flies. I didn't realize. Seriously, this was really good. You gave some great, I love that you had the six tips. I love that you talked about yourself and shared your experience. And, you know, it was a lot of positivity and that's what people need now. So I'm really glad because as we started off the conversation, it's looking a little scary, but we could overcome it. We could deal with it. We can make, you know, we, we could, Always. you know, make the best of it and use it to our advantage. And I really love how you gave people inspiration. You gave, and you gave actionable ideas, which is good. It's not just platitudes. You gave, here's like six things to do, you know, not just buck up and hang in there, but six things in addition yeah. to all the other stuff you yeah. offer too. So that, that was yeah. terrific. I, I just want to say one last thing before we go, because yeah. um, I need at least 10 kilos. Um, Jack, I don't know what that is in pound, but I have to lose a lot of kilos with the the whole COVID and lockdown and I'm obviously not taking care of myself. I'm not gonna lose weight or I'm not gonna get a six pack by watching YouTube videos, <laughs> LinkedIn lives and reading books. I'm gonna do it when I do it. Like I'm gonna lose the stuff when I do it. So if you want change to happen, make the time between thinking inspiration i like inspiration but it does nothing for me if i don't act so the people that i've seen uh, including my clients who are amazingly successful are those who have reduced the gap between inspiration and taking action that's 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 right on that's a great way to end it and, and what i find out too once you start taking action it, you start getting momentum and once you get the momentum it keeps going and conversely and I'll say this to my kids all the time. You have, it's like an object in motion stays in motion. And if you don't do anything, you don't even stand still, you go backwards. So I agree wholeheartedly. You got to take action. You got to make it happen. You got to go. And then what's so interesting, and I'm sure you could, you could appreciate this too. Then you catch the breaks. It's so interesting. It seems like you're lucky, but you make your own luck by doing things. The more you do things, the more you get out there, the more you try, the more you network, the more you get in touch with people, the more you do things, the more things are going to break your way. And the yep. less that you do it, nothing happens. Yep. So I, I agree with your I agree with your theory wholeheartedly. That's why they say it's ninety nine percent perspiration. Yeah, 
and 1% inspiration. It's it. just being in the game and keep trying. So, so I think on a Monday morning, you know, give some great inspiration. And then when people watch it later on in the week too, you're going to make their day because you're really given some really sound, smart, actual advice. And I really appreciate it. And I think everyone's going to learn a lot from it. And this is, it's so cool because this is what I'm really trying to do with these LinkedIn Lives is that just have people here who have like really good ideas, really good suggestions, really good guidance, and that people could watch them over and over again. Because like this kind of thing, I think someone would have to watch it a few times because you do yeah. share so much stuff that it's hard to really absorb. And I'm you not saying to flatter you, I'm just no, being, I'm being sincere. Thank like, you, you're very, you're very right. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to sound arrogant, yeah. but you know what, funny thing, <clears throat> I have to watch my own live stream sometimes because I can't remember that I said that. And I'm like, did I actually say that? So you should, I I, should, we all need to, because it's again, you know, it's like a little um, hammering the nail. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a one, one and done, you know, it's a little bit every day. And then Lauren talks about watering the garden. So uh, nurturing the garden. And uh, that's the way I want to say, but I want to say thank you, Jack, for having oh, me. And, my uh, pleasure. Thank uh, you. This is great. This is fantastic. So thanks for, and, Di and Diane, who asked the question, it was a fantastic content. Thank you, Sonel. So, so excellent. Well, thanks a lot. It was great speaking to you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the WeCruiter podcast. If you want to check out other great content from WeCruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W-E-C-R-U-I-C-R dot I-O. We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals, so make sure to check us out today.